When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's your boy Smiley, man. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Buy or buy in the building. I try talking to girls, but they understand me. I want a Grammy. That's my granny. All right, y'all. So we got the coolest, coldest off the porch with us today, Smiley. Yes, your boy Smiley, man. Shout out off the porch in the building. Let's go. Let's get this started. <laughs> now you Brought always my Corona, you know. You came with the right vibes. Yes. Like I haven't, we haven't seen a Corona on the porch yet. You might set the trend. You set yeah, the tone right let's now. Do it. <laughs> now you are always smiling. I love that. Why are you always smiling? Hey, it's just something I was born with. I don't know. Like I love it. I don't know. You know. Fuck. Oh, but, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't even, sometimes it bothers me, too. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck am I laughing? <laughs> what the fuck? What? You said, so, sometimes, do you ever just be smiling, like, randomly? Nah, I don't just, like, be by myself and just smile and shit. But, like, if someone, like, says something, sometimes it's not even funny. And I'll just, I'll smile. Because I don't, that's my way of just responding to them. I, like, I just fucking smile. So has everybody, has anybody ever like got it twisted because you always smile all the time? Um, probably, yeah, I guess. But not really, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't really have that much problems at all. Any problems I do have is just from people around me, you know? Right. But yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Now, um, I asked you earlier if you were Haitian, because I think a lot of people were saying that you needed to do a collab with Kodak. Mm, so yeah. talk to us about your Haitian background. Oh, so my dad's Haitian, Montreal. He's from, born in Montreal and all that. So half of my Haitian family's over there. And yeah, I'm not really in tune with my Haitian side like that. So mm-hmm. I even told you I don't speak, but I want to learn that also. And yeah. I actually want to learn both of my languages. I want to learn fucking Spanish too. And again, the Latin side, all that shit. And you speak French. Yeah, just French, yeah. That is like the hardest language. I know. Sometimes I try to put that in my music. Really? Like, you know, sauce it up differently. Yeah, I failed uh, French. You failed it? (laughs) (laughs) I failed French. I even went to a French school like my whole life to like grade 11. I went to English school and I got expelled in two months. Two? I was which, like, what fuck, was you why doing? Why the fuck did I switch? Like, you what know? the hell were you doing? No, I was just with my friends. Like, you know, I was just tired of the French schools, too boring, all that. And then I wanted to have fun. You know, I'm hearing all the <laughs> English school stories. I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna go have fun, you know? And then right away, shh, downhill. 
Did you end up going to like an English school eventually? Yeah, in grade 11. And then after that expel, I never went back. And then I just started like, just staying in the hood and I started making music from mm -hmm. that. So that's probably a good decision that I made, to be honest. Right. Because or else I wouldn't have hopped in the booth. <laughs> also, were you fluent in, in French to where like you didn't speak English at all? Yeah, or? that was my first language at really? first. Really? So I was fluent, mad fluent. Wow. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to put you on blast. Can you, see, can you give us a sentence? Oh, oui. Alors, je parle français en Je vais ce soir, je vais voir toutes les femmes au strip club et tu sais, on est ici. Et demain, je vais au Vegas. Et oui, on va aller tout en haut. Damn, I don't even know what you said. Like, what did you say? I was just saying, like, you know, I just said, I know, I'm going to turn up tonight, go to strip club, and I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. And you know the vibes. Oh, you want rock star vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get into where you're from, which is Toronto. So just talk to us a little bit about the culture out there for you. Like I like it. Um, there's a lot of culture out there, you know? It's really, actually, if I wasn't like on this rap and stuff, I'd probably want to just stay in Toronto. Like, you know, I it's so crazy that Actually, the, the best part about this rap and stuff too is just all these new places I get to experiment, you know? I'll never really be here if it wasn't for the music show. Like, I'll never really want to come out here, you know? But yeah, it's a great place, Toronto, for all that. Wow, so with you traveling and like, you know, you get to hear like the different dialects and like the different slang that like each city or each state uses. Was it like interesting to you at yeah, first? Yeah, and I always, every time I come out here, I always say, where's the washroom? And people <laughs> be like, what the fuck? Like the restroom? Like, oh, wait, y'all call it washroom. Yeah, that's what I'll be saying out there, you know? Really? What else do y'all be saying in Toronto? So much different things, like so much, you know? So. That's crazy. When you said washroom, I thought you meant like the laundry room. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> now, um, what does Toronto really teach you as a man growing up there? Um, just a lot. Like, you know, I think for everyone, it's a lot of different things you're going to learn, you know. But for me, it was just a lot of just staying true to yourself and just always, you know, not everyone's always going to be there for you or like, you know, you just have to do shit yourself, like, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's more of the story. Now, you know we gotta ask, at what age would you say you officially jumped off the porch? Probably like 15, 16, to be honest. Yeah, like those, those is like when I, you know, was really like, at first I was just at home type of, you know, play games and shit. I wasn't never the popular kid, none of that, you know? And then when I really got like in the shit, I just took over, like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, I became a guy in my head everything, but I, I was never out there like that. I was always at home type of shit mm -hmm. and all that. Now, I did watch the interview and you spoke on how your neighborhood was like real low key, but it was full of hustlers. Yeah. So just talk about that for us. 
Oh yeah, so like, in the neighborhood it was kind of like, before it was so sick to me, just like, it wasn't sick, but like, I don't know, I was just thinking different, so it was sick to me, like, you know, to see all my older heads outside in the courtyard, and I would just see like, 30 crackheads walking in from different entrances, you know? It was just crazy. It looked like the wire, everyone, like, you know, we didn't even have to go anywhere. You just have to stand outside and you rinse your whole bag, like, you know, just stand in the courtyard. And then I'll see all the fiends dealing with their favorite dealer, you know? Mm -hmm. And then that was like sick. And then we became those guys. And then the fiends would always come to us, this the older heads, and then <laughs> it was crazy from there, you know? Wow, did your mom ever try to like shield you from that? Um, she never really knew, like I never really made it known until like she obviously see what I got arrested for and all that stuff. But like, yeah, she doesn't, she knows like, you know, I'm gonna make my own decision. Yeah. But, like she knows the type of guy I'm like, you know, like she knows I'm gonna like, I don't know, actually, I can't even say that because at first they didn't even see the rapping stuff for me too. Like, I don't really? think she liked it for me, you know? It was so funny because at first, when my dad, like, he was around when I was a kid, he had actually beat me up one time for listening to rap music. Oh, Like, really? you know, I couldn't listen to rap music or some shit, and I'm like, now I'm like, now he actually he messages me, he's happy. He's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, what would you say were some major life lessons that you had to learn with your time being off the porch? Um, like, what do you mean, like? As far as like, you know, when we do ask this question, a lot of people say like, don't trust, you can't trust everybody, or like, you know, different things like that. Well, yeah, for, so that for sure, like, you know, like, so much things change that it's like, I'm not with so much of the people that I was with, and it's not even on a me thing. It's like on some you thing, like, you know? So it just always happens to me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, fuck. I just try to just stay to myself, to be honest. And you know, now that you... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say... This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. You've reached a higher level of success. Did you have to be way more cautious of who you let around you? Oh yeah, for sure. Like I don't really be with anyone like that, you know? I always just try to stay myself, management team, you know? And I do like it sometimes, but I just, I don't know, I just like to stay by myself. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's just how I was from like young, like, my brother, like, you know, he would never bring people over to our house, nothing. Like, we're right. always, like, low-key, you know? So, just, say, like, from there, I was just, like, okay, I'm staying low-key type of vibes. So, yeah. So, what would you say uh, is, like, the first sign to you when it comes to somebody that they are not, like, solid? Um... 
So like, I don't know, you can kind of feel people's energy. I don't know how I feel in energy. So like, I know already from when energy is good or not. And also from like, I don't know, I just see things. I see how people move, social media-wise, everything. Mm -hmm. I just get to know what type of person you are, you know? So. Now, when it came to you being in the streets at an early age, what would you say is something that you had to learn quickly about being in the streets? Um, I really just like adapted quick and just knowing to just do all the solid things, like, you know, just not do too much, not try to be too loud or anything, and yeah, just keep it solid. Have you ever ever had any, like, crazy experience that you can talk about? Yeah, for sure, but uh, what I could say, one thing I could talk about, um, what can I say? Oh yeah, all right, so one time, one of my friends, like we're, it's such a funny story. This guy is such a, this guy is crazy in his head, but <laughs> whatever, we're all in the in our building, in the hood and stuff, and we're in a trap house, you know, and then it gets raided, and then whatever, some of us get arrested, and then he jumped off the balcony to the next floor downstairs. Now whatever, we go, we all get arrested, we go, and then we, I find out when I come out, the man went back upstairs and he's like, you crazy? I opened back shop right away. I'm like, this guy is fried. Oh my God. That is crazy. So like whenever y'all got raided, did you kind of know like, oh shit, we finna, like this finna be crazy? Yeah, just cause like the first time ever, I was like, they did it and they were singing my songs. And then that's when we first knew like, holy fuck. They were singing your song? Yeah, like that's when we first started rapping. And then like everyone in the neighborhood were kind of mad at us. Like, you know, you guys are hiding up the block, this, this, this. And then we still kept doing it, but you know, we're just super hot now with the cops and everything. Oh. And it's so crazy now that, just cause for that same story, like I was always just known by the cops in my neighborhood. But like now I got, just the other time when I was in Toronto, I got um, pulled over downtown. And like the cop knew me and all this stuff. We got pulled over going on our show in Ottawa. And then the man's like, oh, like, you know, you have the Drake song? And they left <laughs> us, they let us go without the ticket. He's like, go, man, just go. Oh, you got the Drake like, song. <laughs> the fuck? Now, That's getting crazy. into your journey with your rap career, what mm. would you say was the inspiration behind you pursuing this? Um, It was kind of art. So at first I was, inspired by the older guys in my neighborhood, you know, having everything, everything. But then there was never no way out. There was something happened to them and then I'll see everyone diss them. And I'll be like, you know, no one, they're not what, like, so then I'm like, fuck, there's no way out in this shit. And then now when I see this side of it, I'm like, there is a way out. And then I see that if I believe in it, like, put the work ethic and all that you know this is the way for like me and my people and everyone so I'm like yeah this is the way I want to do it and I guess I want to ask you like what is your first studio session story like how did that go so my first studio session we we're just in the neighborhood and then 
all my friends are freestyle and they're freestyle guys, you know, and I wasn't even a rapper, like, I never even could freestyle, like, nothing. But they're just there doing it. I'm like, yo, these guys, I don't know why these guys are sick. I'm like, I don't know why they're not going to the studio. And then I called one of my, the guys in the hood that are going to the studio at this time. I'm top notch, shout out top notch. And then I set up a studio session for them. And then we went and then they made me hop on the song. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right, I can't even fucking pussy out right now. So I just wrote something quick and did uh -huh. it, you know? And then from there, I said, like, I'm fucking shit at that first time, like, you know? But then yeah. I'm like, it went, it kind of buzzed in the city. And then from there, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to just keep doing it. But it was just fun and games at that time. Mm -hmm. So. And who, were, who would you say were like some musical influences for you? Um, I'd say like 50 Cent, Lil Wayne, Drake. And yeah, I never really had a favorite artists too. I just like songs, favorite songs, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Now, what would you say were some challenges that you had to go through with pursuing your career? I think the biggest thing at first is just say like money too. Like there was never no one behind me too to like make me actually stop everything I was doing to just pursue or anything like that, you know? And just at first also it was like me not wanting to leave Canada, Toronto. Like me think I could make it from over there until I got forced out to go out and I seen it. And then I'll never want to really go out network and all that, you know? Mm -hmm. So like when I got over that, I felt like that was a big thing. So yeah. is it hard for artists to make it out of Toronto then? Um, yeah, it is. Unless if you have a, like, you know, you're good with your social media and you already have your links and all that stuff, you know? But I like, got yeah, only like 10%, like, you know? Really? 5%. Like. Basically with the 5% that do make it, what is the pattern that you've noticed that they did differently from the ones who are stuck in Toronto? Um, just more out there social media wise and that's the main thing i just keep consistent and just yeah making music and just keep like you know keeping the buzz going mm -hmm. so yeah that's the main thing now how did you well when did you notice that you were starting to catch a buzz with your music i feel like i always had these different times like you know when i first started dropping Mm -hmm. I had these little buzz, you know, and then I was in a group at first, this garden gang, and then I was like, I always say this story, but like, I was the last in the group, like, I was the shittest, the most less, you know, no one, <laughs> I was those three of us, I was the last one, you know, and then I kept getting my little buzz, my little fucking stages that I keep going up, up, mm -hmm. up, down the face of the group, down the face of the fucking hood, then I just keep going up, I don't know, but like, I just, just keep putting work, you know? Mm -hmm. And I never let that get to me, like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not fucking, I just manifest it, I don't know. <laughs> I love that you speak on manifesting <laughs> yeah, so much. Yeah, because so I really important. believe it, like, you know? And like, I, I, and another thing too is to say, like, people, I realize my personality is a next thing too. Like, I was never a social media guy until I figured out that that's something to me my powers, like, you know, my personality mm -hmm. and all that shit. So I use that. Um, people like me a lot. Like, 
especially a lot of like important people. So I just say, I don't know. Now, I did notice listening to your music that you have a very unique style. Mm -hmm. So have you ever caught slack with the way that you rap and your style of music? For sure, like every day. The what comments, they, they try to fucking kill me in those comments, boy. <laughs> Any promo is good promo, you know? Right. And when you bring something new to the game, that's what you have to go through. So it is what it is. Have you ever, like, let the comments get to you when it came to your sound? Never. Never. Because I don't want to sound like someone else, you know? And, yeah, it never gets to me, actually. Mm -hmm. People think, like people message me, like, you're okay, that's, that's, that's all right. I don't care, you think I'm in my crib right now crying or something? Like, <laughs> right. You guys noticing it is just cheesing me that you guys think that I'm sad at home or something. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> now, how are you able to um, capture a fan base? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In the U.S. Um, well, of course, with over-the-top dropping, I went crazy it went even crazier like four months after the job like I just woke up one day and everywhere I went I was getting fucking recognized mm -hmm. I just said what the fuck like it was already a bit like that like not that much but like I just woke up one day and everywhere I went it was recognized I'm hopping Ubers my songs playing I'm going in clubs songs playing everything like I don't know so yeah that was lit now, right before your big break, what were you up to? Still music. Like, we're actually, like, just thinking what the heck we're going to do. Like, you know, we're just, they're still doing music, but we're like, fuck, like, we need to fucking, like, it's so annoying, like, you know? Because <laughs> even after all these things, like, I've been getting the Drake push, everything, like, you know, but my even, like, views, all that stuff, never added up so i was just like it was always just like what the fuck these guys do never listen like what does it take for these guys to fucking listen so it just takes more work and all that stuff you know so, oh wow so like even with you racking up like crazy views even with drake co-signing you it was still like a waiting yeah, game yeah still to know too like you know really yeah so it's like i just never let that really get to me mm -hmm. and just keep going push it forward now, your single hit, if I'm not mistaken, that, like, really changed a lot of stuff for you. Yeah. So talk to us about that. It was crazy, you know? It was, it went dumb right now, you know? Just found out, too. It went fucking crazier, like, even in the UK and shit, like, everywhere. I just hear it playing and it goes crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm just excited. Excited so, for my new project too, like I'm just working on that now, you know? 
Yes, I love that. And congratulations, too. Like, you've had some good success your way. So, giving you your flowers right now on the Thank porch. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. Now, let's talk about how you were able to catch the eyes of Drake. Give us the insight on how that even came about. So, uh, I think, so first it was um, Boy Wonder, one of his producers. He was onto my music, and I think he played it around them and everything. He liked it from there, and then I guess that's when he started paying attention. And as he's kind of figuring me out and everything, we have, like, I don't know, a lot of similarities to him, personality. I don't know, a lot of people close to him, too, told mm -hmm. me that or whatever. So I guess, yeah, then he just started fucking with me as just me and shit, and then the music also, you know? So, yeah. And then, if I'm not mistaken, you ended up signing to OVO, right? Yeah. Wow, so were you a little reluctant signing your first deal? So, no, that was a, my first deal. I was signed to Warner. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so, yeah, it was crazy, you know? Just being part of the movement. I kind of see it, like, just, like, the, how he was first with, like, Wayne mm -hmm. signed him, and now it's, like, like that, you know? So... That's just a big thing to accomplish now, fuck. So how did he <laughs> present to you, like, hey, I want you to come over to OVO? So it's kind of always like a conversation, but I kind of put it out there, like, you know? Because sometimes I feel like, you know, the way it went, came out, people thought, like, oh, you got the song, you got signed. Like, that's not even how it went, you know? And I think <laughs> yes. he probably never really wanted to do it like that because probably everyone would think it like that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like knew I was already, I was bound to go there. So like I put it out there, you know, and he was like, he was all about that, like, you know. So it was kind of me thing, putting it out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you say was like some pretty solid advice that he's giving you? Um, to stay confident in my music and stuff. Like, like even for the over the top verse, we did like five verses and like we we're just there like, fuck. We kept, like, you know, kind of like, this is about to get released to some next shit. I'm like, I was just thinking too much, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he just told me, like, because <laughs> I sent him all the different verses. Uh -huh. And he was just like, well, I hate when you do this shit. Like, yo, like. <laughs> oh, he said, I hate when you like, do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just, yo, take the first one. That one's the hard one. Like, you know, be confident in your shit. And then, yeah, from there, that was a good advice. Um, there's so much that I can't even think of, you know, mm -hmm. but, and just, oh yeah, just the music, like, like, you know, even when you think the networking, all of this, like, it just all boils down to just your music. Nothing could save you except for your music, you know? Right. So, that's the importance of the music, so. And even when it came to network, like, what would you say is, like, a strategy that really works for you? Um, it's just so much easier now for me, because it's, like, once I go out, it's like, look at me. It's, I have the song, and now it's like, OVO artist, Drake's mm -hmm. artist, so now it's just so much easier. And yeah, like sometimes I don't even want to go out, but then I'll realize the day I, I do go out, I get a link out of it, I'll get something good out of it. Right, yeah. I'll get a feature or something, like, you know, so everything I try to put in together. But it fucks up with my fitness journey, fuck. Am I sober? I try to stay sober too, but like, 
when I keep moving like this, it's hard. Oh. Hey, I was going to ask you because I did read an article and I know mm -hmm. back in September, like 2021, you were on this health journey. Yeah, so like I went on some <laughs> crazy diet. I was a 280. I went down to 220. Uh -huh. And then I stopped for a bit because I was feeling nice. I'm like, you know, like, holy, feeling sexy, everything. I'm going out, this, fitting in this. The sexy shit, I'm like, okay, <laughs> fuck. But then, I'm realizing I was going up. I'm like, fuck, I'm just gaining this shit fast. <laughs> like, I can't even be <laughs> fucking around like this. So now I'm about to fucking cut it all out. Are again. you going back to the health journey? Yeah, I am, because right now I feel fucking like I'm gaining back weight and I fucking feel like shit. But like, once I like work out, it goes quick. Like, you know, I get uh -huh. in a sick routine. I love getting routines too, so I, I'm, I need to get back to that. When I go back to that, I'm back to my fitness. Yeah. So you've seen a, you saw a huge difference mm -hmm. from your health journey till now. You kind of yeah. like, you feel a little back sluggish? Yeah, sluggish. Feel sluggish face, like pimples coming in. I just feel <laughs> sluggish. <laughs> uh, when do you think you're gonna officially start back? Probably in like a week. So I kind of started just now, but I, I don't consider it really starting until I go sober too and diet. So like just the gym's not enough, you know, but like in a week after Vegas, I'm gonna go. What's like a food that you cannot cut out of your diet? Probably tacos. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I love tacos. Like, I spaghetti eat... sauce too. Bro, um, I can eat tacos like every day you yeah. can ask them like i'm always like okay i want tacos yeah. why are they so addicting i don't know i don't like the ones in the truck like i like at home <laughs> tacos you know <laughs> like the food truck tacos yeah i don't like those ones so <laughs> oh my gosh but getting back into your music let's talk about your project a tape to remember take us through that journey of what it was like for you creating that so we're kind of just we just, so this is after my buy or buy one job mm -hmm. while I was in jail. My manager just fucking put up some songs and then we decided to release it. And then from there, that was the next big thing. Like when Drake posted to his Instagram that that was an inspiration for a Scorpion album. And then wow. that was like crazy. It was like on his heavy rotation. He posted it, everyone's seen it. Blogs are going crazy, all this mm -hmm. stuff. And then from there, we're just like, fuck, we need to drop again, you know? Mm -hmm. And then that's what we did. We just had so much songs, we put a tape to remember. And then that was the next one. He did the crazy shit with the intro song when he's in the pool. Yeah. And then that one was, woke up, my phone just went out of here. That's when I first got into the States, like, you know, mm -hmm. getting all my States follows. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So what does that project mean to you? I know it came out in like 2018, but looking back, like what does it mean to you now? It means just like, it was just a time where, was, I feel like that was my breakthrough kind of in the US, like the mm -hmm. beginning of breakthrough, you know? And yeah. And we have the over the top, the one that's just like heavy rotation still, over the mm -hmm. top featuring Drake. If I'm not mistaken, was that the one that got leaked at first? No. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't the one. The one was organization. But yeah. 
So with Over the Top, how did that single come about for you guys? What's poppin' guys? It's Jay Jonah here from Blowing Smoke. If you're a fan of fun, insightful, and breakthrough conversations, then be sure to check out and subscribe to The Blowing Smoke Podcast, a show that covers life experiences and firsthand testimonies from some of your biggest names in your favorite industries. And it's all brought to you exclusively right here by The Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. Um, he sent me a beat one day. I was driving on the 400. Mm-hmm. I was driving me and my friend at the restaurant. We always go somewhere and we, he gets the food. We eat in the, in the parking lot and we just chop it up and stuff. So I was on my way there and I got a message from him. I, oh yeah, I'm just driving, listening to music. Open it, I see fucking a beat, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, play. Nah, it's fucking The beat hidden. was crazy. Yeah, you know? And then I just hear his shit. I'm like, no way. Like, you know, because I remember the first time hearing the vocal, I was like, that was the craziest time. But I, even there, I'm just like, no way. So then I was just, from there, I'm like, I just came up with the first part, the Prada and Gucci, and then I put that there. And then the rest, the verse, took mm-hmm. longer with that because I was just trying to, do bare different things with it, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a crazy feeling. Now we gotta talk about your new baby, Buy or Buy Deluxe. The mm-hmm. Deluxe or two, right? Yeah, so it's Buy or Buy two, I dropped, mm-hmm. and then I just dropped the Deluxe right now. Wow, so talk about this project and how it was different from all the other ones that you've dropped. I feel like now the music's more on I'm just getting more perfect in it, like, you know? Right, yeah. Kind of trying to go different ways with it, getting features now. And yeah, you know, people are just listening right now, so. Speaking of features, you and 42 Doug? Yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, so I was just thinking of a feature for it, and then it was kind of going between ESTG and 42 Doug. Oh, that's hard. I know. <laughs> and I kind of like the 42 Doug thing already got planted in my head. Because mm-hmm. I, but then I'm like, okay, I just decided to go to 42 Doug way. And then, yeah, from there it was crazy. What would you say was like the inspiration? Actually, I want to go back because did you and 42 Doug actually get to record this in the studio? No, we oh, didn't. Okay. I just sent it over to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, what was your reaction when you heard his verse? Oh, uh, it was sick, you know? Right. Was, every time I get a feature, like the reaction will always be sick when I realize one of them go in. And even the engineer that was doing it, I know her too. And like, she's just like, you know, I just put, just recorded it. She's just like, you know, I just put baby onto Smiley, everything, like, you know? So I was just like, sick, you know? I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now talk about the inspiration with Buy or Buy 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I felt like because Buy or Buy 1 was my first like biggest thing, mm-hmm. and Buy or Buy is my whole slogan too. So I just try to make it things like, you know, like how Lil Wayne does his share, everyone like number one, two, three, four. So yeah, number three just long. <laughs> now you did mention about dropping a project earlier dropping another project so is it this one or is the so yeah right now i'm working on the album now so 
It's yeah. actually gonna be my first album, like label album, because like oh, this, this was debut. actually a like mixtape to be honest. Mm -hmm. So like this is actually gonna be my first album right now that I'm working on. So I'm on album mode, gang. Woo! Did you feel any <laughs> pressure? No. No pressure. Nah, not really. Yeah, I know, but like I just have to just keep making music, you know. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, what type of vibes can we expect with this one? Same thing, but just try to do, I'm just trying to do more things, like different flows now, like, you know? Mm -hmm. So, just trying to do, yeah, different things. Like, that's why sometimes I like to go studio alone, so I could just practice new things. Right. Sometimes I touch people there, I'm like, I don't even try to go this way, I'm like, fuck. I don't, like, you know, I hate the negative energy or like something right away, shit, shit. Trash can, like, you know, like, yeah. fuck off, man. <laughs> now, um, in this moment, how does it feel to be putting on for Toronto right now? Um, feels good, you know, feels like everything I ever wanted, you know. So I just want to keep going, don't want to lose this moment and just enjoy the moment also. Right, yeah. Yeah. Now, what is next for Smiley? Smiley wants to keep going to these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, more <laughs> interviews. Yeah, just keep going all the way up and just enjoying life and just going hard, like, you know, hard work, meeting new people. And yeah, just getting to figure me out more too, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, what advice would you give to an upcoming artist who feels like they cannot make it out of Toronto? Yeah, you can. You have to get the fuck out of there <laughs> and go on that fucking plane and, you know, come out here to the big boy leagues, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any last words or shout outs? Yeah, shout out um, Off the Porch and shout out everyone. Shout out Toronto. We out here, Atlanta. I was, yes, and bye bye to Deluxe out now. Go stream that. Yes. <laughs> When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.